Hey, Startup Nation, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures in Under 12 Months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Adam Carroll. He has spent 15 years helping people do more with the money they make. He's an internationally recognized financial literacy expert, author of three Amazon bestsellers, a two-time TED Talk speaker with over 6 million views on YouTube. This guy's more popular than me, which is not difficult to do nowadays. And he is the creator of the broke, busted, and disgusted documentary, which aired on CNBC and is shown in hundreds of high schools and colleges across the country. He's the host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast and the curator of MasteryofMoney.com. When Adam isn't speaking at conferences, consulting with companies, or hosting leadership retreats, you'll most likely find him at home shooting hoops, at home shooting hoops, and having Nerf Wars with his kids. Adam Carroll, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro. That was the first time I ever read that, and I think I did okay. You nailed it. You nailed it, Joseph. I, I'm so honored to be here, man. Um, for a number of reasons, a it's it's just cool to be on a top ten business podcast on on iTunes. Uh, and and B, I think I have some really interesting information for your listeners that are looking to make their first hundred k, and then what it can do beyond. Because I'm really all about helping people build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. Mm. Awesome. Listen, before we went off online here. Um, you know, we said people want results. They don't want just words and promises and hype. We're so exhausted with that. We want actual results that move us forward in our lives. Yeah. So I'm guessing this is what you do, right? You're about results. You're in the results game. Yeah. I am in the results game. Why did you pick um, finances? Why did I pick finances? People's financial messes, man. They're ugly. They're muddy. They're yucky. Why do you want to get in all in dirty in that? You know, because I think well, it goes back a, a, a bit in the Wayback Machine here. When I graduated from college, Joseph, I was a debt statistic. I had $28,000 in student loans and eight grand in credit card debt. And I was upside down on my car and my dog had died at home. My girl had left me at school. I sounded like- Dude, every, this sounds like a country song. It was. It was like every Dirk Bentley song ever written. And I, um, I realized that what I was after, what I really wanted- and what had been put on my heart was I wanted freedom and flexibility. And I've heard a number of the guests on your show talk about, you know, what they value as being an entrepreneur is their own freedom and flexibility. And yet it felt like I had just put myself in a prison that was going to force me to go work and do something that maybe wasn't my calling. It was just what I had to go do to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And I, um, lucky for me, met a woman my senior year of college who got real with me and she said, get rid of your debt or I'm going to get rid of you. Ooh, and um, I like, that's a good ultimatum. It's a good ultimatum. I don't like ultimatums, but that's a good one. And it was from a really smart woman too, who I, I married because I was. Well, that makes you a really smart man. Right. That's what oh, I think. You. And we've been married for 22 years. And, um, you know, in business terms, we have three beautiful little dividends out of our merger. <laughs> and uh, it's been, it's been a, an amazing life, man. That's awesome. All right. So before we get into it, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, I had what, what could be considered a health scare. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people would say oh, it wasn't really that big of a deal, but to me it was, and it was kind of cardiac related and, um, and it opened my eyes to 
you know, A, how short life can be and B, how much, just like how much I want to live my life with excellence. And I had to get real with myself about how I was taking care of myself, eating, um, you know, the, my exercise routines, my sleep habits, just all of that. And I did a reassessment here in the last like 18 months and I've never felt better. Hmm. And I don't know that my, in, most of my business clients don't know that. Well, maybe you should let them know. <laughs> it might be time. It might be time. You want to work with me? You got to be excellent because I'm right. excellent. Come work let's, out with me at 5.15 in the morning. Let's go. And then we're going to deal with your debt. All right. So, uh, listen, you got a bold promise on your website. Quote, Startup Nation. Adam's saying to you, you could be out of debt in three to five years, your mortgage included. And he teaches something called the shred method, which he says guides you step-by-step step to optimize your income, eliminate debt, and build real wealth in record time, record time. What would it mean for you to be debt-free? Praise God, I'm debt-free, Adam. So sorry, I can't be your client. That's awesome. But praise God, right? And that's something that is an area of excellence that I've pursued. I don't want debt. I don't. I want to be a cash buyer for almost everything in my life. It's yep. just what I prefer. Yep. I like the freedom that comes with that. I don't like an anchor uh, on my neck. I don't like shackles around my legs. I just don't. Call me a freedom freak. I don't know. I just don't like that stuff. So... Let's get into that because there's many yeah. listeners right now that are carrying debt. Some are carrying poor debt, probably the majority of it, bad debt, yep. um, right? They're invested in uh, liabilities just all over their life. And then others are carrying maybe good debt, right? They're investing in, in income producing cash flow. Yep. Whether it be business, real estate, other assets. Speak to us about um, where you find the majority of your clients are when they come to you. What's the process you take them through? Like very specific, like break it down for us. Like so yeah. I'm dumb. So break it down for dumb, dumb over here. And then uh, what's the actual results they get? And I want to hear a story or two, a case study or two. Are you clear for on sure. that question? Because it was broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard three questions in that one. That's correct. Where do most I'm from of New our York, clients? We consolidate. <laughs> well, the first question I heard was, "Where do we find most of the clients?" Like, describe what them. stage are they in in their life yeah. when they come to you? They, the majority of them, Joseph, are either single income or dual income, so it doesn't really matter. But they are consistent and predictable in their income. So they've got uh, typically stable jobs, stable businesses. Uh, there's not going to be uh, there's not going to be as many folks on my client roster that have super wide ups and downs in income. It's going to be pretty consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Most of them come to me asking, trying to, to find answers to the question, how will I ever afford retirement? How will I ever afford college for my kids? How will I ever afford healthcare in the future? And through the shred method, we show them exactly how they're going to do that. Um, some come to us that just want to be out of debt completely like you, they're freedom fanatics. They, I don't say freaks, but freedom fanatics, they just want to have no debt and I get it. And we can help them with that. And then we have some that come to us that say, I'm okay with a little bit of leverage, but I want to optimize my income. I want to make it more efficient. And so we teach them how to do that through the shred method. So walking them through step-by-step step and telling your listeners how this works. The one thing that you have to understand first and foremost is that your income is inefficient. And, and what I mean by that is for most people, they get paid, their money gets dropped into a checking account and play along with me on this, Joseph, what would you pay? What would a normal listener of yours, what might they pay out of their checking account on a monthly basis? I, if I had to guess two to 5%. Okay. So, but I'm asking like specific payments, they'd pay their mortgage, they'd pay oh. What other payments might they pay? I thought you meant were they going to put away in savings or invest? Sorry, I was ahead of you. You were. I got you my were. buckets, baby. You said um, you weren't smart. I think you are, but no, you're no, just no. 
Some I'm, in, I'm in denial. Yeah. Denial. Uh, yeah. So they're going to pay all their bills, utilities, house payments, car yeah. payments, multiple car payments that they don't need payments, right? Like all yep. those things and the shopping sprees that are just random and <laughs> sink them. That's exactly right. Yeah. So they'll pay house payments, car payments, debt payments, could be student loans, could be credit cards or credit both. Credit cards, man. They'll pay living expenses. Mm-hmm. And then the, the gurus will tell us, well, a majority of that should go to either savings or investment, right? Mm-hmm. Some amount, 10%, 15, 20, 30%. You're probably right. Most people, it's two to 5% of their income, maybe. Because yeah, they got nothing left. Because they have nothing left. That's right. Because the majority of the, the money that is left over goes to Costco, Target, and dining out. I mean, let's be honest, right? Yeah. And my joke there is my wife says, I'm the only guy that can walk into Costco with a shopping list and walk out with a kayak because it happened once. Right. It was just once. It was a good deal. It was four hundred dollars. Memorable. Don't judge me. I wasn't the only idiot in line either. There were four of us buying kayaks that day. So, what we teach people to do with the shred method is instead of the money just being deposited into checking, and then paying all your bills out of checking, instead what we're going to do is we're going to deposit your money into a home equity line of credit, and from that HELOC, which can only ever be zero or negative right? Because a HELOC will never go positive. It'll only ever be zero or you'll have a balance against it. So when money goes in, number one, there has to be room to put money in that HELOC. So the very first thing we have to do is we have to send some of that HELOC money to a debt to knock it out. And so we might knock out credit cards right away because they're high interest. Then we go after the car because the car payment is four or five or six or $700 a month. And when we knock those down, what we're doing is we're freeing up cash flow on a monthly basis that allows us to shred even faster, right? And on the HELOC, what happens is because our income is cycling in every two weeks, bringing the balance close to zero, we're never really paying a lot of interest on the HELOC itself. We're just deploying what's there to knock out debts in record time in short order to free up additional cash flow in effect, to make us leaner and leaner every single month, making our bills less and less. Speak to us about record time. What does that actually look like? Like what could someone achieve when they come to you or, or just use this shred method? Yeah. We have a savings analysis on our, on the shredmethod.com website. And honest to goodness, Joseph, the majority of people that come to us and go through the site and do a savings analysis will find that they are going to be completely paid off all of their debt, mortgage included, between three and five years. That sounds impossible to most people. Right there, they're like, this guy must be from New York. He's making up stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a con job. Um, the, the thing is, it's not magic, it's math. And what most people don't realize is the amortization table that that your mortgage is based on, which you signed the truth and lending disclosure when you closed on your mortgage, And the till today says, if you borrow $300,000 at six and a half percent, which is the going rate on a 30 year fixed right now, on a $300,000 mortgage, you will pay about $380,000 in interest. In addition to the 300,000 you bought the house for. So, So we're now at 680 and most of us are gonna refinance our home or get out of our home within the first three to five years anyway meaning that we have little to no equity because all we've done is pay interest. And what we're doing is we are gaming the amortization table and we're creating wealth by building equity in a property. And at the same time, minimizing how much interest is charged on your mortgage and increasing the amount of how much of your monthly payment goes to principal. So we're, we're getting like a triple win in this. And what most people don't realize is that and, and I get this a lot, Joseph, and I'm sure one of your questions could be, isn't it smarter to invest? Shouldn't I just put money in the market? Wouldn't I be better served to, to have that invested in, you know, X, Y, or Z bonds, equities, mutual funds, you Maybe, name it. but it's also a bigger risk, is it not? Bigger risk. Um, what we're ultimately after is that last doubling, right? In, in the compound interest curve, it's the very last two or three doublings where you make the majority of your money. So there's a long, long period of time we're putting money in, but we're not seeing a tremendous return on that. And my mentality always was, 
listen, there are two great expenses that we have in life. One is taxes and the other is interest expense on debt. Those are the two greatest expenses facing any family. If we can minimize our tax liability, which you do through owning real estate, owning a business, um, you know, doing creative financing, investing in tax advantage funds, those kinds of things. Buying a 501c3 radio station. Yes. That would definitely help, right? Um, and then the second is interest expense on debt. And most people today, if they were to truly look at how much the interest expense is for their family, it would probably blow their mind. Because if somebody's making a hundred grand a year, let's say, and they go look at what, how much interest are they paying on their mortgage and their car loan and their credit cards and their student loans, it's probably a third of what they're making. They're probably spending 25 to 30% just in debt repayment, just in interest. That is money that you don't own. That's money the bank owns. Mm -hmm. And what I started to really, what, what, what I came to terms with and what I started teaching other people was the goal should be to own as much of our income as humanly possible. And when you own more of your income, you don't have to work as hard because the income is yours. It's not the bankers. And in short order, you know, my wife and I, we've been in our home for a little over 10 years, 10, almost, almost 11 years. And in that amount of time, we have nearly paid off our house three times. And people will say, why on earth? Why would you do that? Because we blasted it away. And then we redeployed that equity into cash flow producing assets. And then we blasted it away and we did it again. So we're on our third time now of redeploying equity into cash flow generating assets that cover the entirety of the mortgage payment mm -hmm. and then some and allow us to continually build wealth month after month, owning the majority of our income. You know, Startup Nation, this is called living for free, right? Living for free. It's like, I get it, man. All right. So I got to pose this question. Yeah. What if Startup Nation, there's a listener right now. They're like, this sounds awesome, but I'm a renter. I don't like owning. Yeah. I want to rent. Can I, how do I get, can I use the shred method to get out of debt as well? If I don't own a home and I can't do the HELOC. Yeah. The easiest way to do that, Joseph, is through either a PLOC, a personal line of credit, or we do have the option of setting people up using the method with a savings account. So if someone set aside three months, six months worth of living expenses, but they know their job is, is locked in, we could show them how to take five grand or 7,500, set it up in an account and, and use the shred method through that account to essentially do the exact same thing, which is free up more and more of your income, blast away the debt. And then you are on, uh, you are on your path to financial freedom at the end of that, which may lead to either you buying a, a place of your own or a rental property where you could do the shred method all over again. Um, but yeah, plain and simple, it is possible for those who don't own a place to do it. It's just a little bit different. We make minor modifications in the way of a P-lock or a custom savings account used for this purpose. So the obvious question for many of my listeners is if this is so good, Adam, and this really works and it sounds yep. way too good to be true, yep. right? Immediately their skeptical and cynical brain is fully activated. Yeah. The question is why have we not heard about this before? Uh, why isn't this taught anywhere? This sounds like uh, the biggest get out of debt free card secret yeah. out there. Yep. I'm going to give you a three-part answer. Number one, it is out there. It's been out there for years and years and years. Uh, some people have known it as an Australian mortgage because in Australia, very few people have traditional mortgage. They create what's called a sweep account in Australia. And our banking system just doesn't, they don't do it. And it's, it's it, to me, it's plain and simple. There's no profit for the bank if they're teaching people how to leverage a sweep account to blast away their debt. So the Australian mortgage, it's called velocity banking in some circles. It's been out there for years. Super disciplined people are using it. And this is point two is you have to be really disciplined. And when I say disciplined, what I mean by that is you have to have more money at the end of the month, not more month at the end of your money. So what I'm hearing is you can't go buy the kayak at Costco if you don't have the money for it. Generally speaking, yes. 
Um, certainly not up front, but over time, what happens is, you know, I, and this was in another one of my, my bios, but we've saved the better part of $180,000 in interest every time we pay off our mortgage. And so we take nice, lavish vacations. And I have no qualms about dropping 10 or 20 grand on a nice vacation because the money has been saved in interest, what would be interest expense. Um, and that might come out of the HELOC, but it gets shredded to use our language in record time as our income cycles through and pays that, that HELOC back down to zero. Um, what I will say is that for those skeptical, you know, the skeptical folks out there, you have a right to have a healthy level of skepticism because the third thing that I'll tell you is it is not one size fits all. Um, you know, people have said, you even asked, is Dave Ramsey a competitor of mine? And I, I credit Dave and I give kudos to Dave and the entire Ramsey team because they were in, they are and were and have always been an on-road to financial education for people. The challenge that I have with them is that the majority of the callers that call in aren't necessarily treated lovingly, kindly. There's kind of a, you know, you should know better kind of smack in the face, you know? You're stupid. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Why, how thinking? could you? How could you? And money, first of all, money has over a hundred emotions tied to it. Right. I mean, think about that. So if, if I'm laying shame or guilt or what, whatever on someone around money, they're going to be triggered at some level because somewhere deep in their psyche, that has happened to them or a family member or a friend or some instance they've encountered. And with the shred method, one of the things that we're really about is helping people understand where are the fears and insecurities around money and then starting to eliminate those, pull them out like a weed, because that's really what they are. is just a weed in your garden. Um, and I'll give you a case in point. We're working with a client right now. The husband is very, very much abundance minded. He's very good at offense, right? And what I mean by that is he knows how to make money. He spends it, you know, because he knows he's good at making it. His wife is very good at defense. She is all about coupon clipping and looking for deals and wanting to scrimp and save. And it bothers her that her husband spends the way he does. And it bothers him that it bothers her that he spends because he's really good at making it. And when we started leveraging the shred method, what we were helping them both understand was the income is really powerful when it's cycling through the system and shredding your debt, which can make him even more abundant. So if he gets on, gets with the program and sees the debt shred, you know, save buying the big stuff for 12 months, 18 months, 24 months from now, and you'll just stroke a check for everything you want. Right. And the wife, one of the things that she was experiencing was a feeling of lack or insecurity because it could all be gone in an instant. Cause he, you know, she was saying, well, you could just go spend it and I wouldn't even know. Right. And then it could all be gone. And we started digging in, where did that come from? Well, her earliest money memory was her dad going on a shopping spree unbeknownst to her mother and coming home with a new stereo system and mom, you know, basically taking him to task on it. And she remembers hearing, we needed that. What if, you know, what if we go, what if either of us loses our job tomorrow, what will we do? So we're all running these scripts all the time. Mm. And I think what the shred method does and why we exist candidly, Joseph, is to help create freedom in people's lives. And it could be emotional freedom. It could be financial freedom. Um, but ultimately, and I learned this from a, a, a mentor of mine, I learned, I, I met at a conference one, uh, one year, a few years ago, he said, listen, Adam, we're all about financial freedom, but financial freedom gives us time freedom and time freedom gives us relationship freedom and relationship freedom gives us service freedom. And so ultimately for me, the service that I hope to convey through the shred method is that however you are around money is okay. And it's not necessarily your fault. There is some programming there, but we got to investigate it and then teach you a different way to look at it to free yourself ultimately. Mm. Startup Nation, Adam just poked on your money head trash. Like he's got the gift of irritation. He <laughs> irritated it. He caused some friction. And maybe you're saying, oh my gosh, that's me. That's how I thought. Or 
man, something like that happened to me years ago. And yeah. that's why I think this way about money or I have this scarcity mindset because we lost everything. My parents lost everything when I was a kid, etc. And it makes sense. It makes sense that you have that head trash based on what mom and dad did when you were a kid. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense that that head trash is guiding your financial decisions now as adult an adult totally. like that's unreasonable do totally. you get that it's no longer reasonable it was as a kid it's no longer reasonable as an adult so if those patterns are still happening listen your spouse has probably been telling you about them <laughs> are you listening maybe you don't listen to your spouse but you you know how when you say something, Adam, to your wife and, and she doesn't get it, whatever. And then a girlfriend says the exact same thing to her. And she's like, Adam, guess what so-and-so say? I think I'm going to do that. And you're like, are you kidding me? I've, I've been, been telling you that telling for a year. You. Yes. All right. So Startup Nation, let Adam and I be that secondary voice Love that it. you actually listen to. And go shift some stuff here, man. Because those... Money habits, those poor money habits, that poor relationship you have with money that's guiding your adult financial decisions from your childhood is literally suppressing your children. And you're like polluting and contaminating their future. Think about that. You're responsible for that. God's looking down at you. He's a God of abundance and possibility. And you're sitting there with all this, these chains around your brain. Yes. Can I comment on that, Joseph? No, absolutely not. Please go. <laughs> there, a good buddy of mine who's a, who's a, I would consider him a biblical scholar. Um, you know, I, I built my career on speaking to college students. And this friend of mine said, Adam, do you know what you do? And uh, I was like, please tell me, Megs. Uh, and, and he said, it's in Proverbs, right? Raise a child up in the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. And in, in the research I've done around money and psychology, and I know you've had a lot of great guests who talk about money mindset and the, guard, the, the head trash and all of that. Um, our money personality is set by the time we're nine years old. So think about how old your parents are or were when you were zero to nine. And for most people, it's like, oh, they were between... 20 in their early 30s, right? And for most people in their early 20s to early 30s, they have no money. So of course they're walking around saying things like we're broke and we can't afford that. And you know, and then the kids start to ruminate on what does broke mean and are we broke? And oh, we're the broke family, right? And then they live their lives believing that they're broke and maybe not worthy of having more, having wealth. So I this whole idea of you know, raise your child up in the way they should go. And even when they're not old, they will turn, even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Raise your kids up to believe that they are worthy of abundance, of an abundant life. And that the way we do that is we, we use different language than we're broke. Instead, we say, that's not in our budget this month, or that's something we save for, for future purchases. <clears throat> we're a family that really, you know, prioritizes this over that. We prioritize needs over wants right now. It's just different language. And when we do that, but we teach kids that your worth, your value has been predetermined by your maker and your goal in life should be to figure out how to add as much value as possible to the community, to humanity. And when you do that, they're going to pay you well for it, right? The more value we offer, the more value comes back. And so our goal should be to go out and just be value creation machines. How do we add more value to the, to the populace? Um, okay. you're doing it with your show, you know, I mean, this, this is the deal. Um, I'll get off my soapbox. Nah, that was a good soapbox. We're all sudsy over here. Okay. <laughs> Listen, startup nation, like you want to impact the world. Like I'm clear on it. Adam's clear on it. You're clear on it, but what you're doing hasn't been working. God wants you to impact the world, but first you got to get out of debt. Debt has made you a slave to it, 
and it's become your master. The Bible speaks about this. So again, there's some good debt out there when you invest in income producing, cash flow producing assets, that's good debt. But things that don't make you money, that actually add interest and suck more from you, this is bad debt. This is not biblical. This is not of God. God does not want his children enslaved to anything. That's why he set the Israelites free from, right, from Egypt. Otherwise, he would have left them there enslaved if he means for us to be enslaved. But you and I used to be walking around as slaves in our heads. Yeah. Our minds are enslaved by all this crap, this junk. This, these lies are from the enemy. They're not from God. So do something about it before your wife or your husband tells you again. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let me ask you this, Adam. Let's shift here, man. Yeah. Let's shift. I think yeah, yeah. you did a great job, first off, presenting this in not only a biblical way, but a, a, a common sense way and, and a practical way of, you know, what's going on, mm -hmm. um, what we need to do about it. And it's actually possible. And I think that's the biggest thing you're creating in, in this episode is the possibility that Startup Nation, you can be out of debt in three to five years, your mortgage included. Yeah. Like it's actually possible. So, do you want it? Or do you want to just live in cynical land? And be like, no, Adam doesn't even know what he's talking about, so I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to take a stab because this is all I know. Okay. You win. You're right. But you're still enslaved. Instead, I'm going to get in on this great deal my brother-in-law told me about that's paying 33% on, you know. I mean, this uh, is the craziest notion, Joseph. I have people who will say, yeah, but you can. It's the yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you can make more. Yeah, but you can do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't disagree. If you can find a deal like that, by all means, take the risk. If you can weather the risk and stomach it. But what if there was a guarantee? What if, what if the guaranteed return on paying off your debt is you'll never pay interest on the debt. And the other guarantee that I'd give is that, and I'm like, I'm an evangelist on this, but we have to free ourselves to be ourselves. And I know people that are walking around every day frustrated at the job they're in mm -hmm. when they really would like to be doing something else, but their head tells them, well, you can't make enough money doing that. So you can't go do that. So you got to stay in this job that you hate. And what if in 24 to 36 to 60 months time, you could not only have no debt payments, but build on the side of business or at least equity or investments that are pu putting enough money in your pocket that it's okay to bail from that gig you can't stand to actually go pursue what God put on your heart to go do. Mm -hmm. And a good friend of mine used to say, Adam, there are heart ideas and head ideas. And head ideas, the head justifies. And I can't make enough money in that. Oh, you're not smart enough. Oh, you don't have the network or the community built. But the heart ideas wake you up in the middle of the night like, oh, I just want to go do this. And the thing about a hard idea is it will never go away. It's just there because, because God put it on your heart to go do. And for me, the shred method, it, it sat and it germinated as a seed for, I don't know how many years, eight, nine years while, while my wife and I used it until I said, this is crazy. This is too powerful not to share. And then we started sharing it and hand to God, 12 months time, Joseph, we are at hundred grand on this business in the first year. That's so cool. Speaking of which, what's your business model? How do you make money on this, right? Yeah. People are coming to you in financial straps, so to speak, right? Like, yeah. how do you charge them? What's what's do you get a piece of the savings or, or the shredding? What, like, what's the model there? Just what's interesting is a number of people have said the same thing. Oh, do you get a percentage of how much is saved? But our numbers regularly are we'll save folks, you know, if they're if they're diligent, they stick to it, they'll save well over a hundred thousand, some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest. Um, our model is this: we charge a registration fee to join the course, which teaches them all of the logistics, the why, how, and what of the program. We have a software that drives the program, so it's all based on an algorithm 
that on a week, day by day, week by week basis, it tells you how much to send and when and to what debt. So it's all algorithmic based. That is $47 a month. That's just a subscription model. Mm -hmm. But out of that investment, literally you're going to save that much money and interest in month one, most in most cases. At the very least by month three, you've you've superseded what the investment is in the in the interest savings. Um, and then candidly, you know, my business model for years has been I've made money as a speaker. So I've gone out and I've presented at colleges and universities to associations, to organizations, corporations. Um, and I realized that I'm just, I'm an educator and I want to educate as much as possible. So instead of me just going out and getting paid for an hour on stage, I wanted to go teach in a course format and through the community. And, and this is key. I mean, to any of us who want financial freedom, we have to be creating massive, passive, permanent streams of income. Massive, passive, and permanent is the only way to create true financial freedom for yourself and your family. And that's what this is about, is just creating an ongoing recurring stream of you know, massive, passive, permanent, but doing it in a way where we're helping other people free themselves at the same time. So in order to sign up with you uh, the, and use the shred method, we pay for an online like masterclass course yep. subscription, yep. right? Yep. Um, is there any one-on-one -on -one coaching? Like if there people is. want to work with you directly and be like, my mess is bigger than everyone else's messes. And yes. we need you to jump in. Yes, there is definitely one-on-one. -on -one. It's not always with me. It's with a member of my team. Um, a lot of my clients have larger cases, if you will, they're, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of folks who are business owners, dentists, surgeons who are like, how do I put this? They're super educated, but they are financially illiterate mm -hmm. and they've made a ton of money and they've made a ton of mistakes. And now they're just like, you know, churning out, uh, paying bills and paying invoices and handing out money left and right. They don't even know where it's going. And so we wrangle all of their, their information and then show them the most efficient way, almost like setting up, you know, we're, we're shooting ducks in a barrel here at some level and just knocking their debts out one at a time, but showing them how to create that efficiency with their income. Sounds to me like you take people that are enslaved to the system and you teach them how to enslave the system. That's ex Can I trademark that? Yes. That is exactly right? what like we do. That's the shift. That's yeah. the transformation. And you make the system start to pay you. Now the system becomes your employee. You stop becoming the free labor yes. for the system. That is a hundred percent accurate. And, and I've told people over and over, Joseph, that when you do this well and you do it consistently, it is like a video game. You can't lose. You just have to know that you're always going to make more than you spend. But if you do that and you do this, use the shred method. Well, um, literally it's like a video game. You can't lose. All right, Adam, let's talk about God for a moment. What do you do to strengthen and deepen your faith, sir? I learned this from a good friend of mine by the name of Mitch Matthews, who's one of my mastermind partners. Um, you know, he's, he's an amazing prayer warrior. And when he prays, things happen. And I, I've always marveled at his ability to do this. And I always thought, oh, there's the right time and place. You know, like I have to carve out my time to have a conversation with God. And he would say, yeah, you do. It's at the stoplight. It's when you're waiting for coffee. Uh, to, you know, to be handed over to you at Starbucks. You're praying for the baristas. You're pay praying for your friends. You're praying about things that you want. You're getting clear about the day. Um, it's not, it's not a place in time. It is, it is everywhere in time, whatever place you're at is the ability to pray or the place to pray. So for me, I've been practicing this a lot more. Um, and I do it candidly by just turning off uh, the last few days has been turning your podcast off in my car. Uh, so I apologize, but God but, is taking my airway. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but I think that the majority of us are like, we're so addicted to having mental chewing gum all the time in the way of TikTok and Instagram and podcasts and YouTube that at some level you have to just silence the noise and listen. And I wrote a book called The Build a Bigger Life Manifesto. One of the tenets in the book, one of the chapters is all about listening to your inner knower. 
And the inner knower can be a, a variety of things to a variety of people, but ultimately it's the voice inside that says, this is truth. And it could be your truth. It could be God's truth. But if we're not listening to it, then it's not, it's not loud enough for us to hear sometimes. So we've got to be listening for it. So I think short answer to your question, I'm listening more. I'm talking, I'm asking, and I'm just listening. And that's what I'm really working on. Adam, we're speaking with Adam Carroll. You can find him at theshredmethod.com, theshredmethod.com. Adam, welcome to the Hustle Round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show, minus the prizes, of course. Of course. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? I love, I said it before, freedom. I love the freedom. I get to wake up yeah, and do whatever I want to do. Absolutely. What's your least favorite thing? Taxes. Taxes. <laughs> I just, yeah, taxes. Let's leave it at that. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? The answer to the question, what is enough? We're chewing on that for a second. Mm. Mental chewing gum. Yeah. That is enough, Startup Nation. It's a good question to sit with. What's that financial amount that is enough? Have you already surpassed it? Yeah, we're we're in Coast Fire. I mean, my wife and I could never invest another dime and we'll be fine through the end of our lives. And now it's more of a, it's it's more of like, how high can I jump? You know what I mean? My kid, my boys are both trying to dunk a basketball and, you know, I, they get far higher than I do, but I'm still trying. So how high can I jump becomes the question. And then at some level, it's like, why am I jumping? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I'm at. Why am I jumping? What am I jumping for? And does it make sense to keep jumping? Yeah. Um, am, am I jumping in the right, towards the right hoop? That's right. What are you most afraid of? I am most afraid, this has taken a lot of therapy, probably, um, letting people down. I'm afraid of letting people down. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? <laughs> Sifting and sorting random emails that don't need to be answered. I mean, I, emails, the bane of my existence. And I spent too much time letting email control my calendar instead of me being the controller of the calendar. Mm, ouch. What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, my secret fear about people is, hmm. My secret fear about people probably is judge is judgment, you know, being judged uh, by people. I've bypassed it a lot, but I think that secret fear is that people's own judgment keeps them in their own way. And so I meet folks. I'm just like, Oh, there's so much ahead of you. If we could just get judgment out of the way. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Can I go back to taxes? I wish I had learned like super solid accounting measures and align myself with, with pros in that realm, you know, like have a lifelong accountant. Yeah. Um, sure. cause it, it, there's just so much that stacks on your ability to be able to manage your, your, mm -hmm. your accounting. Well, what's a new habit you're going to create this year, a new habit that I'm going to create this year is uh, a gratitude journal. A good friend of mine was talking about, let's seed everything with gratitude. So before any complaining ever happens, three things you're super grateful for. And my gratitude journal on a daily basis is going to be how I start the day, do a workout, come back quick, five things I'm super grateful for. When are you going to start that? Um, so I have it, I, I, I had it on my Q4, start of Q4 goal. So which would be, you know, a few days ago. And I've done two days so far of my gratitude journal. So I would say I've started it. I missed a day, but uh, I'm giving myself five days a week to do it. So I, I think I'm still on track. Okay. What's a bad habit you go on a break? I rely on caffeine to uh, get my day started and keep my day going sometimes. 
and, and I, and I love coffee, but I don't think I need to love coffee at like a three quarters of a pot a day. So I'm going to break the, the caffeine addiction this year. Okay. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. I am committed. I am curious and I am, uh, what's the third one I want to go with? It, it has to do with risk. Um, and I would say adventurous. So I'm curious, um, I'm committed and I'm adventurous. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Oh man. Uncertain. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I realized that commitment is the cure to uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So I was uncertain. I was scattered, uh, which planning and strategy is the cure to that. And I think the third word that I would use is, um, uh, distractible. And I've gotten really good at uh, not, I wouldn't say really good. I've gotten better at saying no to things that don't serve the ultimate purpose. That's awesome. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, Adam, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success, what would you say to them? It's all about relationships, love, create loving, fulfilling relationships, and the rest is all superfluous. I agree with you. All right, this year, a shot to give Startup Nation, my audience, a homework assignment. What's one action Startup Nation must, 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 must take this week in order to become debt-free? If you have not acquired <clears throat> a home equity line of credit and you own your home and you have equity to do so, go do that right away. Um, and the reason I say that is interest rates will continue to rise, in my opinion, through Q1, maybe even Q2 of 2023. So if you don't have one yet, my question is why not? And, and if you have equity, go uh, apply for one straight away. The, the secondary assignment, if I can give one, Joseph, is that I want, I want your listeners to look through the bills that they're getting on a monthly basis be that their mortgage, their car payment, their credit cards, student loans. And I want you to add up how much of the payment is going to interest and how much of the payment is going to principal. And if you add up all of those interest amounts and the number doesn't scare you, then, then carry on. But if you look at it and you're like, ouch, then we need to get really serious about shredding your debt. Startup Nation, if that number scares you more than the worst, scariest Halloween costume coming up this year, then you, my friend, have a real problem. And Adam has a real solution for you. All right. So go ahead and write a five-star review for Adam, would you? Come on, Startup Nation. Go Please. ahead. You know he rocked it. You know he rocked it. He delivered so much value. He helped you with your head trash. He gave you a real solution. He's taking on debt. He's going to help you clear it out of your life permanently in only three to five years. Like, is that worth a five-star review? I think it is. Use your big thumb. Right hand, left hand. I don't know which one you are, but use your big thumb and go ahead. Go ahead. Five-star review that. Right? And write it for Adam Carroll. Adam Carroll, two R's, two L's. And, uh... You know, if I like what you write, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a shout out live on the show like I'm about to do for handle Sergeant Ed. Sergeant Ed wrote a five-star review. He wrote, all the right people are on your first 100K. Joseph is perched at the intersection where so few of us make the right move to scale and achieve the impact God intends for us. I'm working toward a brand for my agency. And the episode with Hannah Fitz reminded me that big brands start small. And it's a mental game to move beyond the place where most businesses fail. Thank you, Sergeant Ed, for your five-star review. And today, Adam was speaking about that, those small little steps that you need to consistently take to become debt-free in three to five years. Go write your five-star review right now. Adam, where does Startup Nation get in touch with you, learn more about you, get connected, get the solution we've been talking about? What do you got? The easiest place to go, uh, quite honestly, Joseph, is theshredmethod.com free savings analysis on that page. And if you want to find out more about me, um, adamcarroll.info 
That's Adam Carroll, two R's, two L's dot I-N-F-O. Uh, my TED talk is there. The documentary is there and uh, a whole ream of other great content is out on that site. So adamcarroll.info or theshredmethod.com. We've been speaking with Adam Carroll. Adam, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Joseph, thank you so much. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.